Hello, and thanks for listening to the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon podcast. We are more popular than sexual misconduct claims against celebrities right now. No. Nope. Could anything be that popular right now? No, right now that is... So we're the second closest thing. Yeah, weird. But we're not going to sexually harass you. Not we in- might sexually harass your ears, but not intentionally. Well, no. It's a podcast about things that we both love. We're talking comics, we're talking games, we're talking movies, we're talking TV shows, and we're talking about a lot of important things today. Mm-hmm. What do we got on the agenda? We have uh, quite a few things. We want to just go back a little bit and talk about Paris Games Week, but we won't focus on that too long. Because uh, that happened a few weeks ago. But you saw the Overwatch World Cup championships. What do you call that? You the sh- World Cup. The World Cup 2017. Uh, and I, after I, I, we haven't talked about it. And I actually want to hear about it. But I want to hear about it while on the podcast. Yeah. And then we just, just now came back from a movie. It was Thor Ragnarok. And did we like it? We'll tune in to find out. But the answer, mm, pretty much going to be positive. <laughs> I'm sensing. We also know. have another review. Oh, Stranger Things season two. It's been two weeks since it uh, debuted on Netflix. And I we think figured, it's about time. I figured it's enough time to go full on spoiler into it. We both caught so up to it. So are we going to do spoiler reviews on both of these? Yeah. All We're right. like a, a grandparents on Christmas. Let's spoil We'll them. try to remember to warn you again, but... You have been warned. You have been warned now. in these initial minutes. Being that this is the 42nd episode, we know you've listened to all of our previous episodes, which means you know that before we get into all the stuff we just talked about... We are going to take a moment to thank our fake sponsors. Two new ones into the Random Fandom sponsorship family. The first of which, Brandon Jewell, is going to tell you all about. Yeah, the first one comes from the Retarring Specialists. Hey, frustrated homeowner, are the shingles on your roof starting to splinter, crack, and peel? That's because the tar is old and outdated. If that's the case, then it's time you got retard. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) So often, tar is not done right the first time. That's where the retarring specialists at Burke Brothers West come into play. At Burke Brothers West, we know how to meet your needs, and we treat every client like they're special. The employees at BBW also (laughs) believe... (laughs) Burke Brothers West, I got it. (laughs) The employees at BBW also believe most of retarring is mental. Mm. Once we've had a chance to retar your roof, you'll never need to be retarred again. Because we... <laughs> Because we offer a lifetime guarantee. So if your tar has got you down, look us up today at IWantBBW.com. Great website. Mention you heard this ad on Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon to receive 15% off. Being that we work with retards, Brook Brothers West is an equal opportunity employer. Wait, great read. You, you, Thank you. You nailed it completely. I feel good about it. Uh, you should, but let me just ask for clarification. So they go to IWantBBW.com, mm-hmm. and then they mention the fact <laughs> that they heard this on our podcast for 15% off? Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that you just... T- tell that to your computer computer screen. You just it wouldn't be the first time I've talked to my computer. Oh, besides, yeah. Facebook's always listening nowadays, right? Yeah. That's okay. What I hear. Cool. And well, for advertising purposes, so maybe Burke Brothers West <laughs> is a, a client of Facebook. Also, 
Thank you, uh, Burke Brothers West and the retarding mm-hmm. specialist, changing people's lives one roof at a time. I want to let you guys know uh, more on the culinary side of things uh, about this new product. You know John Legend, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so musician John Legend, he's done it all. He has quite the, uh, the acumen. He's won multiple Grammys. He's had platinum hits, appeared in movies, and perhaps most importantly, he married a hot wife with good boobs. Mm, that's important. It is. But now, being that he's conquered so many things, he's trying something new. He's bringing you his own organic and GMO-free line of milk, cheese, and yogurt, introducing new Legendary. You've experienced John with your ears and eyes, so now you can let him into your mouth. Mm. Yeah, all Legendary products. Yeah, you have. I can tell. All Legendary products are sustainably sourced from farms with certified responsible practices, too. That's important. That's Legendary. The all-new line of milk, cheese, and yogurt from John Legend. You're going to enjoy it, and there's only one word to describe these new products. Epic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's I knew legendary. Where you're going. I knew you were going. Thank you to our fake sponsors. Tune in next time because you know they're always going to be fun, at least to us, because we listen to our podcast a lot. <laughs> so, games, movies, and TV. Uh, we're going to make our movies and TV sections co-topics of the weeks, talking about Stranger Things Season 2 and Thor Ragnarok. So first, let's get into games. Since our last recording, Paris Games Week came out, and Sony had quite the showing. Nothing, we didn't see anything that was super new, but we saw a lot of new trailers for games that we have been know are coming announced. down the pike. Yeah. So let's just briefly go over those. Brandon, you saw a handful of them as well. Why don't you just let me know what kind of stood out to you? What jumps off the page, it's probably the biggest... Well, maybe God of War is the bigger franchise, but the biggest title that made a show in Last of Us, specifically yeah. the sequel. Holy hell. Well, and this and this trailer, if you call it a trailer, graphic. it's really just kind of a clip. But it, yeah, it's been getting a lot of media attention, specifically because it's so violent. It's very violent, and the knife to the assumed pregnant woman's stomach, is it a prequel? Is it a sequel? Is well, it and that, the hammer to the woman's arm. Yeah, it, there's a wings. lot. Yeah, there was a lot that you just cringeworthy. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable to watch. It was almost like a, a Tarantino Coen Brothers collaboration, film wise. So, what was their purpose of putting this out? So, I, I'm not a saying lot I of hot rumors about what I'm this not is. saying I didn't like it. No, not at all. But it it felt it was very reminiscent to me of like Walking Dead. Where where there's certain moments that just take you by surprise and are actually really cringeworthy and shocking. Yeah, and and we don't even know these characters, so we don't even have an attachment to them. But just like just the pure human violence and just the rawness of it. Yeah, and so I'm I'm wondering. And who's the little kid and the mom? Where they're going with this? Because we didn't see Joel or Ellie at all, which makes me think that the hot rumor might be true. It's a flashback in the game, so this game might span times. And that could have been because mm-hmm. remember the crazy lady who they say her name and she's got her henchmen who are stringing up mm-hmm. that lady and hang literally you see her hanging almost to the point of death. She, but before they hang her or attempt to hang her, they she holds a knife to her stomach saying something about she holds the key or you something. She makes some reference to some to the huh. fact that this lady is probably with oh. child. Could that be Ellie in there? Okay, prenatally. I just I and didn't could this even be think years? Of that. Oh yeah, that I was listening. No, I wasn't listening. But I was just reading an article. And that is a, a popular that's a take point. that's out there. It's not mine, but I, I can't say that I disagree with it. Or 
Or, I mean, that's probably the likely one. There's the other possibility of the fact that they found another one like Ellie. Oh, okay. So that maybe then they kind of have to go save her. Ah, very interesting. I yeah, don't know. So what is this little clip in time? Does it happen in-game, or is this just specifically for this uh, trailer? I'm sure it happens in-game. Yeah. Because the first trailer, it shows an older Joel and older Ellie. Yeah. And there's clearly tension between the two of them. If yeah. you recall that trailer, it's she's been a while. She's getting angsty. Yes, and she's about that age too. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, there's what's not many guys to bang one? around there. Yeah, and your choices are pretty not great. Even mm-hmm. if it'll be some years by the time that this game comes out between the two, a good five or six years. It yeah, feels like. a lot of these games that we're about to talk about, we kind of have this fuzzy timeline of when they're going to come out. Exactly. God but, of War is the other one you mentioned. Yes. So let's talk about that one. Do we have a date on that? I didn't. I All I saw was coming 2018. So we we just saw a little bit more gameplay. It yes, we looked, did. I'm, I mean, I'm psyched about this game. I love the God of War series. It I, looks a little less cartoonish, if you'll follow my line of reasoning, especially when he has his chains. and. The, well, sure. I yeah, mean, graphics have gone... But just the, the, the combat looks a little more grounded, you would say, a little less arcade-ish, mm-hmm. and like more like getting away from like the Devil May Cry style. Where yeah, it it's not a button master awesome. anymore. Yeah, it might actually have some... Uh, maybe a little more refined mechanics a la a shadow of war or any of the arkham games yeah 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 yeah, yeah it totally looks agree. like it's going to be more i actually like that i like the with this latest trailer from paris games week we saw his son actually getting really involved in the fight yeah, it looks like and there's even a chance to do some like combos with him yeah so like it sounds like partnering or it looks like the son is letting him know like hey look up there he's a scout kind of and watch out and he'll he'll kind of help out by by hitting some enemies from behind and I actually really like that, and I'm wondering if yeah, there's a kind of skills tree that we're going to see here where maybe not only Kratos will level up as he goes, but maybe he can level up his son as his son is learning more. I, I'm and looking forward to it. he gets stronger as the game yeah. progresses? Yeah, I, I could totally see cool. that. The other one that I want to talk about is Shadow of the Colossus. Why don't we? I'm a huge Shadow of the Colossus fan. We, in fact, are... Yes, we name a segment. We, we name a segment in, of this... In honor of. Podcast, yeah, in honor of it. And so I was very happy to see a revamped version of it the I just scale wish... looks even bigger than i remember just well they probably yeah they probably increased that i just yeah. wish that it was something different i wish it wasn't another like i already know how this is gonna go yeah I... yeah I, i'm kind of feeling that too. i wish they would take shadow of the the claw i was about to say the synopsis that's a later <laughs> um, shadow of the colossus and just like take that general storyline and just really add to it and maybe they do but what we saw in this trailer was well, we saw a couple of trailers. We've seen some basic kind of run around, horse around, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of here's our graphics, and it looks great. And then we saw there's one where he's actually attacking a flying monster and he takes it down. Yes, but it only takes like four and a half minutes. Yeah, speed run. And so, I don't know. I mean, it it just didn't look different enough to the old game. And I know that sounds weird and that's like blasphemy to a lot of people because all they want is the old game, but we've already had a revamped version of the old game. Yes. And I played it and it was great, but is this, this is something all enough? new, all new engine. And I just, I want something more. Yeah. I, I feel that sentiment too. Uh, I'd be curious to know what it's going to actually be like. You know, it's very hard to tell just by the trailer, but based on the trailer, it looks just like here's the same game with 10 years later graphics. Yeah. Yeah. And if you already know how it's going to end completely, it doesn't help for replayability or new playability per se. Who knows? Anything mm-hmm. else that really caught your eye? The uh, Ghost of Tsushima 
yeah game it's a Which samurai it's, game it's just purely cinematic yeah no. but i love the idea i mean oh, i thought it going was back like to a, the feudal japan era yeah. like that's that's what gamers have been asking for forever and just listening to the dialogue and <laughs> the pure quality of the graphics you would think maybe you're watching like a trailer for a new jet Li movie or something like that mm-hmm. it looks phenomenal it does the story really hard to tell what's going on basically some guys infiltrated and what are you going to do about it i will fight and it looks really cool and it looks open world it does which i just i i don't know i i think about what zelda is because i'm playing zelda right now and i i absolutely love the the world of zelda and i think about a very very high quality high definition version of japan from several hundred years ago like that just sounds awesome fighting samurais and i bet there's a lot i'm hoping there's a lot of uh stealth Oh, you built imagine that's going to be gameplay? a big component of the game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could be a great game. I miss Tenchu. Remember Tenchu? Oh, Stealth Assassins. Yeah. Absolutely. And if they can if they can like make me feel that way again, but with higher graphics and a better open world game, ah, oh, so cool. I can even do you one better. I can remember the male assassin, because remember you got to choose between male and female in the first Tenchu game? Mm-hmm. I can even remember the first Tenchu male assassin's name. Was it Tenchu? No, it's Ricky <laughs> Maru. Oh, Ricky Martin? That's yep. cool. I don't remember Yeah, that. he was pretty good... Japanese assassin (laughs) amongst other things (laughs) anything else that you want to talk about you're gonna no offense but be on your own because I didn't watch any of these (laughs) no I'm good okay that's all I wanted to touch on so hey so there's this game called Overwatch I remember that and we talk about it a lot last week it was the perfect recipe I was really sick you know it's transitioning into winter colds are happening I was like dog crap sick so it was the perfect storm for me just sitting in bed streaming on twitch or their youtube channel or the website they had like 40 different avenues mm-hmm. the world cup of overwatch overwatch world cup 2017 is yeah, so... part of blizzcon i'd say it's probably the biggest attraction and holy crap dude when we think we're doing good or man i'm pretty good as this person i mean one of these guys playing on these of eight, course i mean they had 32 well, they, teams. these guys play it they're pros 12 hours a day but they're disgusting nerds like i mean these guys are just sad looking yeah, it's like I and it was funny. <laughs> I, I was telling a friend this and he, about this, and he's and I'm like, dude, these guys were so good. And he's like, yeah, it's their way of like punching you, <laughs> like they they could never win in a fight against you in real life. <laughs> so so they'll just of like, of like get really good ass. online. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's age old, but pretty true. And they had uh, by the time it had reached the BlizzCon uh, show showcase, it was down to eight nations and they had done this last year. I didn't catch on to it last year. I didn't even know it was a thing. So I really was intent on watching this year and it was phenomenal. I mean these, and they're playing on PC, which is always, there's a edge on PC. Yeah. yeah. Because you can Movement move a mouse is, is much, much more faster accurate, than you can a thumbstick. Yeah. yeah. There's just, there's no comparison. And these guys were so good. And South Korea won. Apparently they won last year and it was, it was very involved and it spanned new maps and it was fun because I went back and watched some of the highlights from last year and then they would show highlights from last year as like pre-roll into the match mm-hmm. and just seeing how the new characters and new maps, there are two characters, any given match that were on every single team. Can you? Mercy. Yep. Of course now. And a Genji. Exactly. They were, I did not, <laughs> yeah. I did not see a match in which there were not those two. Mercy has become a necessity. They've made her a necessity. I don't like that per se, but for competitive reasons, I get it. And then a Genji is impossible if somebody's good at him. Yeah, and there was a lot of uh, Anna and Genji uh, trade-offs. 
you know, amp up. It always surprises me that people, like you get the really good players at Anna and they're they're killer at her. Oh, but if ridiculous. you're if you're just an average player, Anna's shitty. Yeah, exactly. A lot of Winston play. I was also surprised at because of yeah. his ability to jump in, jump out, drop a barrier. His primal rage is very key, especially with levels mm-hmm. with uh, edges. Mm. So, but yeah, these guys were just so good. I love I love seeing the uh, when you get the people who are really good and somebody goes in with the diva special. And a really good Winston will just jump right over it and then put his shield around it. Yeah, contain his team. It's pretty that. nuts. What just a cool move. The the ability for these guys to respond as quick as they they were was incredible. The commentary, I got to tell you, I don't want to break down something too finite, was horrible. Really? Yeah. This one guy, he was just like, he was making puns about every team's nationality because they had like Australia oh, and no. France. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even funny. He'd be like. And France won a match. He's like, and raise your baguettes and celebrate with the French because they're moving on. I was just like, that's dumb. That's sort of almost racist. Yeah, and the, yeah, and then the, he made a comment about the Australian team. I think this guy was an Aussie himself, and he said, Australia is going down under, you know, because it's land mm, down under, and yeah. they lost a match. It was it was kind of cheesy, but just the ability to think on the fly and just. Pretty cool. Did they touch on Mo- Moira? They did at all. Yeah, the, uh, there's a, so two new yeah. things the that new also one, the came new from Bli- what? <laughs> two new things that came from BlizzCon <laughs> as it relates to future Overwatch updates. New map coming. What's the new map? I think it's only going to be on PC for starters. Of course, it's called um, Blizzard World. I guess it's their way of just kind of even making fun of themselves okay. or admonishing themselves a little bit. I don't completely understand. There's some. There's some footage out there, and there's some rough drafts, and apparently it's going to incorporate a lot of their other titles into this. So it's like a mashup? Yeah. That's kind of neat. Like Almost like a Super uh, Smash Brothers uh, stage. You know, sometimes they go different places. And then, yeah, Moira, this new, I guess she's a healer class. I Apparently, I watched a video, and one of the game developers like, yeah, we heard from our community a lot. We need a new healer. I was like, really? I feel like we're good on healers. Yeah, we have a lot of healers. I guess. Although... Yeah, so she can. I don't get her. I've watched some play. Well, I've watched so, some explanation. I mean, she's got. I think she's an offensive healer as well. So she's got two streams. She's got a stream that will take life away, and then one that will give it. Yeah, they have a lot of characters with the streams now. It's almost like I wouldn't. Well, I mean, what do. else? You have Mercy. Yeah. Well, Z- I think Zarya. her and Mercy are both the Valkyrie angels, or whatever you would call them. But one went to Blackwatch and is evil. Yeah, and I think that's the 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 point in the story. Yeah, I I just kind of like I, how Soldier and Reaper are from the same like battalion or whatever, and then they kind of split ways. I f- I feel that. So I don't really know. I'm I'm less than excited. I I, I would have liked another defensive character, me personally. Yeah. Um, I I feel like there's a little bit of a lack of the straight offensive characters. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. Now, before we move on to movies and TV, I get Gamefly, and I, I've i been playing Zelda so much that the two games that I have with Gamefly, I'm just not touching. So, I let Brandon here borrow Assassin's Creed Origins because I I just did not have the patience to get into a new game, and, and wa- I tried. I started it, and then all I was thinking about was Zelda, so I went back to Breath of the Wild. But you've been playing Origins. How do you like it? I think it's ambitious. Um, it's been a long time since I've actually played a an Assassin's Creed title. Yeah. I think the last one I played to completion and really took ownership in was Black Flag, which is still my favorite. I really like what they're trying to do here. It just, at the end of the day, it's not holding my interest. And that's not because it's it's crappy 
or the camera sucks or anything. It's actually a really beautiful game. It's kind of a generic story. It's not a generic setting. It's a very cool setting. I just, and there's so many things they're, they're trying to make this unlike anything they've done before, knowing that they're, what, a 15-year-old franchise by now mm-hmm. and 10 titles or so deep. So when I was playing it, though, I thought that that wasn't for the better because what I right, want... Right, I agree. What I want is, I, I, like, I'd be open to something where buildings are higher and taller and, and you're more in a city atmosphere, right? So you go forward in time. Um, the last game before this, what was Syndicate? it? Syndicate? Syndicate? Yeah. No. The brother-sister duo? Yeah, was in it like Syndicate? Industrial London? Yeah, that was Syndicate. a good one. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. I and I really liked that. that. And the gameplay was fun. This one, they went to really open setting. Very. And when I was playing it, I was bored from the point A to point B, you know, kind of situation where it's like, oh, go over, go over here. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, now I'm just running. Instead of climbing... Which probably took me longer. There's a lot but of it was sand. More fun. It was just I was just running there. Yeah, I agree. That and the they tried to introduce RPG elements where they really hadn't before, as far as like looting mm-hmm. and collecting and crafting. And it just like every other game does that nowadays. And I'm like, I don't have time because there's so many other multiplayer games that just I can pop in and pop out of to, to start this new experience. You know, you mentioned. You're you're doing Zelda, and that's taking all your time. I still feel like the end result is the same for me, even though I'm not playing a Zelda game or a huge heavy campaign game. Aside from this one, it's the only one I really have on my docket. I just it's not holding my interest, and it's mm. not because it's a bad game. It's it's a great game. The combat is fun, but at the end of the day, I just I'm just it's not holding my interest. Mm. So I've seen I've seen nines in some review sites, and I and for the reasons they list, I'm like okay, I can see that, but it's just. It's like it's one of the best games that that I've seen lately and that I can't really fault it for anything, but it's just not interesting to me. So that's a good, really good point. Now, I was only playing it. I probably put maybe an hour and a half into it. I, I did about four or five. Okay. And honestly, I'm just going to return it. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of the way I felt. I put an hour and a half into it and I was just. I don't know. I just I was hoping that there was something that was going to grab my interest, and nothing did. Yeah, and the bad guys are very generic. They're the same as they are in every. Yeah, Assassin's and the motive the motive for needing to assassinate them is you know they're hurting the innocent and they're wronging me and they killed my family and all this stuff and it's just like yeah it's a, it's a very recycled plot point. Yeah, one um, of the first things I did because I was used to the the Breath of the Wild controls. And so I was kind of just figuring out the controls. One of the first things I did when I got to the open world area was I accidentally killed somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm I'm a bad guy now. Yeah, that's all right. Choose your own adventure. So with the wealth of video games there are right now, that one's I think for me just going to get lost in the shuffle. I think so too. And that's all right. I'm canceling my game play. Yeah, I did it tonight actually. I might be picking up some games come Black Friday too. I hate being such a sheep, but. When a game I really wants thirty five bucks down from sixty, I'm like, ah, it's hard not to. Yeah, and so I, you know, I was doing the GameFly thing because I liked the idea of getting a game, playing it, getting a feel for it, and sending it back. And and for the story based games, specifically ones that are not really open worlds, for, I could I could get through them in twelve hours, right? And yeah. I, I love that. Send it back. And it was a feeling of completion, but with Zelda. Um, Mario's coming out pretty soon, which it's is not out. anywhere. Uh, it is out. You're right. Sorry, I'm going to get it pretty it soon. soon. Yeah, I follow you. Um, 
I mean, and that's not anywhere near as much time as something like Breath of the Wild. But I feel like I'm kind of in the mode right now where I'd rather just get in, into one game and let the ones that I'm less interested pass by. I agree. Because there's too many right now. There are too many. Gosh, there are so many good things out right now. And we are going to transition into... We, we couldn't decide because these are both major players. Thor Ragnarok, Stranger Things Season 2. It just happens to converge on this recording. Which one should be our top of the week? So we've done this before. We're going to have co-topics of the week. Where okay. would you like to co-to first? Let's start with Thor Ragnarok. We just saw it. It's on the top of mind. Let's talk about it. So, guys, again, one more time. We are going to be discussing all the happenings in the movie. Spoiler warning. There you go. I will probably be not exaggerating when I say this. This was easily the best Thor movie. Oh, by far. And I I want to say probably one of the funniest Marvel movies. Yeah, ever since Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, they just they, they feel like they have to fit so much humor in it. But they're good at it. And I feel For like the they most don't overdo it. At least I didn't Age feel Age of this. Ultron felt really forced, the humor in that. Yeah, you're right. This there, was, one, there was times there, but there was I feel a, like this one... It didn't. It Everything felt, okay. felt organic and yes. it flowed and it was hilarious. Right from the beginning, the very first scene is just a funny scene. Yeah. And, and that sets packed. the tone. And so I really I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, I the only thing I can really fault it for It's stars. No, it's the 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 Hella. She just was really generic. I'm just gonna And what a name. Yeah. I'm going to, well, it's, I mean, she was already in pen. No, I know, it's not but like it, they made it up just for this. I and, just, I, and I recognize her from, you know, different adaptations, whether it's the comics or um, the Avengers cartoons, many of the different iterations of it. I recognize her. I recognize um, Scourge, the executioner, played by Carl yeah, Urban, yep. which was great. Um, yeah, it was kind of nice to see him. Yeah. Uh, he's getting, he's getting fun to see in these kind of secondary roles in all yes. of these comic where's it gonna movies. pop up next yeah i like it i thought she was a little just generic and plain and they could have done more with her story and she just what puts her hand over her head and she gets antlers i think and, it's cool and then she becomes a sword thrower and then she's undefeatable uh, they could have done more with uh, her but she wasn't even really the main focus you know well I no would, no I, I think so this movie had ADHD, but in a yeah. totally good way. So in the previous Thor movies, you had Loki, who was very much a focus because he was a charismatic villain. In this one, I feel like they knew she wasn't that charismatic of a villain. They didn't try to make her one. And they focused way more on the um, little ragtag gang of heroes that was being put together. The Revengers? The Revengers. Which was awesome. Obviously, Thor and Hulk. And then also... Um, what's her name? Uh, Valkyrie. Well, Valkyrie. Is that just her name? Well, whatever her other S- name was. Scrapper one four six. I, I don't even think they gave her name. She's just a Valkyrie. But if they did, I I didn't catch it. But what a neat little side character band that they put together. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was she was great. This movie she was like I said, it had ADHD, and if it didn't make sense of it all, it would have made for a really frustrating experience. But it tied everything. Yep, together so nicely. There's nothing that was a waste of nothing. A scene. Every every scene was was impactful and mattered and tied in. The very opening scene came back at the end. You know when it, I forget the guy's name, but the you know the huge flame demon. He was awesome. Looking. Yeah, 
you know, you know, he was no contest for Thor. He ends up picking him apart, but then it wasn't about him being a fearsome foe. It's about him being the solution to this problem that he couldn't defeat on his yeah. own. That was so it was, smart. It was, a, it was a clever way to bring it back. Uh, the cameo by Stan Lee, as usual, was funny. And I like this new look Thor. And the Grandmaster. Oh, yeah, Jeff, Gold- Jeff Goldblum. Kind of stole the show. That was... That was a cameo we knew was coming, but they, it, it yeah, was it was more than strong. a cameo. I mean, he was he was so kind weird. of the one of the big villains in this, but in a weird way. You know, like, I don't know very names. Likeable. Yeah, very likable. He reminded me just in his weird mannerisms and presentation, and the fact that he was like kind of bright and glowing. He reminded me of the guy who hosted the uh, the Hunger Games show remember in the very first hunger games it was stanley oh, tucci and he's yeah. like weird looking and he you know when the contestants yeah i don't know that stage. guy's name but yeah but yeah you're talking it reminded about. me of that one of the things i liked most about this movie was that you had the the hulk character also bruce banner and thor kind of have to rekindle that friendship that we haven't seen for several movies yeah and 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 it and it was kind of nice because there were there were like feuding buddies but no matter what you knew that they were always going to be friends and work together and i really like that but ultimately the best of it was at the very very end when everyone just came together including loki yeah he was actually sympathetic to, this yeah, time around yeah yeah he i like how he, he's turning into a good guy he uh, he had remorse for his actions yes that was like the only thing memorable he keeps being a, he's a mischief maker but yes. he keeps on he he has a little less threads of good in him yeah um and yeah so he came he came back and 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 uh valkyrie and Thor got his like thunder power, and Hulk is beating up a giant wolf. It was just such a really cool come together ending where everybody just had their moment, and yes. everybody just was cinematically just shown to be super badass. Uh, Heimdall, he yeah yeah. I mean, for as re- not reduced, but as little as uh, of a character as he was in this one, he still mattered when he was on screen. Everyone felt mm-hmm. like they mattered. Uh, I and love Idris Elba is getting bigger as a an actor as a star. In general. Yeah, people and are so, booking him now. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so they they had him when nobody really yeah because he, he's on, been on really or, knew like they didn't really know. Oh, that's the Idris Elba. That's the guy from the he Luther was bigger show. In, like, nobody in UK, really yeah, saw exactly. that. And yeah, and, he's been on the the Thor bandwagon since uh, number one. Yep, and they gave him finally gave him a bigger part, and he was badass in this. He was. I really liked him. Everyone was great. Uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. I love the tie into the post Doctor Strange credit. Oh, that we saw before. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he's entering Strange's house, basically, and then I was like, and he's like, who are you? I'm like, you should know. You've already met him. And then I was thinking that in my head, I'm like, did they just forget that? And then they tied it into with mm-hmm. the filling of the beer and he's telling him, hey, I've been watching your world. I'm yep. like, oh, and I'm a master of the mystic arts. I'm like, clever. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was, cool was so great. Him. I just, I really liked it. And I actually really liked, um, was it Korg? Korg. Korg, the yeah. rock The rock creature. gladiator guy. And, and like his... His voice was so funny and his mannerisms and his timing. It was just comedic, but also like really sincere. And he was just kind of a yeah. an innocent dullard. And it's interesting because he was definitely the comic relief, but we had a shit ton of comic relief throughout the movie. Yeah. So he didn't stand out as, as a comic relief, but he just... He contributed. That beautiful cherry on top of the whole movie. Much agreed. The special effects were rad. Amazing. I really enjoyed how Thor was vulnerable this time around because mm-hmm. he's been. Well, his hammer's gone. He, yeah, but then you know it's about that. You don't make the clothes, or <laughs> the clothes make you. 
<laughs> no, I, I botched that. The clothes don't make the man, and the I man makes the clothes. Yeah. And he kind of learns that about himself. The yeah. Mjolnir was actually just kind of put in place to keep him in check, mm-hmm. as uh, Odin revealed to him. I think he'll get some semblance of it back somehow, because it's going to be weird seeing him without it going forward, yeah. especially with all these Infinity, uh, Infinity War movies to come. I But I like how he, he got punctured a few times. He, he lost he, an eye. He bled. He's now looking like his father. The scene <laughs> where Loki is paying homage to himself was hilarious. Yeah. And uh, we shortly after leaving the theater looked up some credits. Some cameos just in that scene itself. Yeah. With, uh, Matt Damon was in there. No. Um, Sam Neill. No. Matt, yes. Matt Damon was not in that. Yes, he was. Shut up. Really? You who, weren't Who joking? do you think Loki was? That was Matt Damon? Yes. I thought you were just being facetious. No, even after the movie, I was like, I oh, look, one. they you didn't saw... say who Loki was because they were trying to make that as big of a surprise as they could. Straight up. Yeah. Sam Neill was the guy who played Odin, the, the actor the fake who played Odin. Odin. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Hemsworth's brother, not yeah. Liam or Chris, but another one. I don't Liam. even know his name. No, Liam. No. It's Liam and Chris are the two Hemsworth brothers. This... Oh, then what's the other one? I don't know. It was another L guy. Okay. Like Leroy or something. <laughs> Leroy Hemsworth. <laughs> he's kind of forgot I think about. that's it but yeah and that's why he looks so much like, like him, his brother yeah he even had like the muscle tone and stuff like that that's anyway. so I, I thought you noticed it was Matt Damon I really didn't yeah wow awesome that's even yeah even even better like we've been talking about one of the big elements of this movie is the humor I thought one of the parts that had me rolling the most is when Thor and Hulk are basically in the little apartment together and they're starting to rage on each other mm-hmm. and Hulk tells him, don't kick stuff. Just the <laughs> throw way. something at him. <laughs> and yeah, that scene between them, they're like... You uh, know. That's the thing, is there's subtle humor. And there's not just big jokes, but there was just this subtlety among everything yeah. that was just so... It was done so well. And they did a good job of explaining, too, what I thought Age of Ultron, kind of one of the many balls that it dropped. Where did they go? You know? They just kind of disappear at the yeah. end of Age of Ultron. And especially Bruce slash Hulk. And he's been hulk for two years and hulk's winning and just seeing him come back as bruce yeah. banner and then that stranger on a strange land kind of premise they did mm-hmm. when they were trying to escape the um the planet what was the planet called I'm i don't f- remember S- sectar i don't remember anyways it was it was awesome such a good movie yeah uh, i think i think i think we, a big shout out should go to um taika watiti the director say he, it again taika i think his name is yeah taika watiti that's an awesome name it is yeah he should and, get a shout out for his name and he hasn't done that many big things he did uh what we do in the shadows which i was telling you about it's a hilarious movie it's on netflix you can mm-hmm. watch it thank is you it netflix Good plug. or maybe it wasn't netflix i think it's amazon i think it was amazon yeah i think you're right anyway totally worth a watch hilarious but he's a director who really stepped up his game here and knocked it out of the park but he kept in his signature continuous and almost subtle humor and i love that i do too now we probably having talked about the majority of the plot should talk about the easter egg after the movie you know you're the first post credit scene so what yeah. happened they're all in a ship they're all in a ship which it's, is it's, their arc in a way yeah they they basically took a whole planet into a ship that's a big ass ship it was kind of suggestive as to who was overshadowing them because you see their ship flying away and you see a huge a huge ship. like just yeah. like planet mm-hmm. basically with a motor engulf them cast a huge shadow and then you're kind of like okay who could that be but to me it's got to be thanos it's got to be thanos for two reasons 
because we know the next movie that's coming after Black Panther, unless something's just getting snuck in there and we're unaware, is Infinity Wars Part Two. One, <laughs> one, part yeah. two first. It's a weird thing. And then also, do you remember when he tasks Loki at the very end to go get that helmet? That's in the and he sees the tesseract and he kind of looks at it like oh hello old friend. yeah yeah, he, yeah they don't show him blatantly taking it but you know he's a, a mischievous little fella yeah and I I have this feeling that he has the tesseract somewhere on he's that ship it. and he's hiding it and then and Thanos, Thanos is after him because him. it's one of the Infinity Stones absolutely and so so Thanos is 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 drawn to it and he can kind of almost maybe sense it yes I yeah. completely agree there's gonna be there's gonna be like ten different angles of approach as to why everything comes together in Infinity Wars. They've already started hinting at it back in Guardians of the Galaxy when um, Gamora's sister, I'm going to forget her name now, remember she leaves, and last mm-hmm. we know she's going to kill Thanos, and they started having some understanding and relationship again, so she's probably going to get drawn into it and get the Guardians drawn in mm-hmm. via that, and then whatever Tony Stark's call to action is. And I just I love the fact that Thor and Hulk are together. Mm-hmm. It's like they're the big linebackers. Um, between Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy... And uh, and Thor, between these three, Marvel's had such a solid year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when you compare it to DC. Yeah. But Justice League is coming out. That's next week. That's on our radar. Yeah. And so and we'll some see. early early feedbacks already online. I guess there's an review embargo that gets lifted Tuesday, mm-hmm. but people were allowed to share their impressions without any scores or, okay. or anything like that on Twitter. Fun but flawed was what I read a lot. Okay. So. Yeah, if it's better than Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad, it's automatically a win. I heard someone say that it was, you know, for somebody who didn't like Batman v Superman and didn't like Super Su- Suicide Squad, that they thought this was a huge step forward. But I, I, it, it sounds like it's not as good as say something like Wonder Woman. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll be hopefully talking about that next recording. So Thor Ragnarok, four thumbs up from two sexy dudes. Yep. I really like this one. We're, again, going to be next month, presumably, talking about our end of the year best of. I have a feeling that is going to be definitely a positive mention. For our other co-topic of the week, we're shifting to TV. It's Netflix's Stranger Things Season 2. So when we got Season 1 of Stranger Things, all the crew had to deal with was... Will's missing, and there's a Demogorgon on the loose. Season two, the stakes got upped significantly. Twice as much. So Will's back, but Will is now connected to some sort of hive mind coming from the underground. Or upside down. Upside down, down which me. is underground kind in of the town of Hawkins. Yes, actually. In this, this, Taking root. And this hive mind is starting to come through into the real world and is digging tunnels everywhere and it's starting to scout and harvest and consume it's awesome and it was great that in the end of season one we see eleven use her powers to take out the demogorgon which was enough to somehow put her back into the upside down we see in season two that it was actually quite temporary Oh, it was like and, five minutes. Yeah, and then and she can she crawls through a wall and she's back in the real world. She lives in the woods for a while. But Hopper finds her and starts to take care of her, which starts to pick up a really flawed but 
beautiful father-daughter type of relationship between the two. And not uh, forgetting that Hopper used to be a dad, and that was a very painful experience, and that's why he's probably even more protective than might needs be, being that he's already lost someone close to him. And I think there's some built-in resemblance between Eleven and uh, Sarah, I believe was his daughter's name. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, what a, a beautiful thing that was. And it just starts my mind racing, like, where to start? But you're on a, a roll. I like it. Keep going. Well, I'm just trying to summarize this a little bit yes. so we can kind of keep it intact. But uh, ultimately, Will is attached to this hive mind, and he becomes the spy. For the Mind Flayer, as they later yes, title mind this flayer, yeah. huge, shadowy building of a creature. <laughs> what a cool design of a creature. Yeah. And it, it wasn't... And you never was, see face. You just see kind yeah, of the sh- a shadow form. but it's almost form. made of just smoke in a weird way. Yes. Um, and on top of that, we're not just dealing with one Demogorgon. We're dealing with what looks like dozens, if not hundreds of these Demogorgons Demo, or Demodogs, Demodogs as, um, as Dustin, Dustin names them. Yep. Yeah. So this whole, this whole season, there was, in my opinion, not a single slow moment. Really wasn't. Um, everything was just as good as season one and had all that same feeling where you feel like you're watching this 80s type movie. Yes. But everything was turned up a notch, but not done in a, in a cheesy way, which is the unfortunate thing when you get, when you, I mean, think about like all these 80 movies that are like classics and then they come out with a second one. They try to make it bigger and better. And just doesn't it, work. Really, 80s or 90s or any type of movie, and that's just a common thing. And it just doesn't work as well. And it, you almost feel like they should have just reined it back home. I feel like season two of Stranger Things didn't have to worry about that. Like, they, they kept everything very character-oriented and very personal still. And we still feel like we're watching a, a, a story, just a, a continuation of the last story. Yes, I completely Almost agree. like the last season... And this season are just one long story. That's how I described it to a friend. That's exactly how I described it to a friend the other day. And I think that's the best way to put it. They don't feel like two separate seasons. The only thing that's really changed is the stakes are raised because we're getting to know more about this. Because time has passed and because of the events of the first one. And the kids are a year older. Yeah. And a year wiser based on the experiences they had in the first season. Mm-hmm. It's and not... we get a new we get a new uh, member to the group. We get Max. Yeah. What? I, the only thing that is left unresolved, the boys all like her in different ways, but the relationship between her and Eleven is going to need some smoothing over. Yeah, but... Just remember how Eleven just walked right past her like, and totally no-sold her, just like, yeah. Yeah, but that was before the mic kiss. So, big spoiler, of course, at the end, the very last episode, they go to a dance, which is it was just such a cheesy but... It was awesome. Let's fuzzy way to end everything. And... And uh, Mike and Eleven kiss, or for Jane. the second time. Jane actually, is as her, we is now her know real her, name. Yeah. yeah, and and they and they kiss, and and you can feel like there's definitely a. I, I was gonna say a relationship starting, but I mean like an actual boyfriend girlfriend style relationship. An attraction, an attraction, not just the we're really good friends type of thing. And so I think that that's just going to make it so that. Max is not even a worry anymore. She's not a threat. I think before she was a threat. because And they did a good job of explaining that when Eleven yeah. sees Mike for the first time and she's on the skateboard with her in the gym and Eleven uses her powers to, yeah. you know, like, no, you're not taking my man. But <laughs> yeah. there really is no threat. And 
just the innocence of this youth that's getting older in the same small town with the situation changing. It was just so the interplay was so great. Mm-hmm. I really liked, um, well, obviously a lot of things because I don't really have a damn bad thing to say about this. But one of the things that really first caught my attention is they, from the first season, aside from uh, Joyce Byers, you really never see any of the kids' parents. And it's just like, that's almost like... See the, Mike's. Okay. Well, you see his mom more than the dad, but they well, did a well, good job of showing... Well, you see the whole show- family. Yeah. The, they, the, the young daughter So, you know, you're making and- the counterpoint, like, but that's the only counterpoint you can really make to what I'm saying. But they actually, what I'm really trying to highlight is they showed you the rest of the kids actually have right. parents and families because in a lot of these, they, like Dustin's mom who and, hilarious. and Lucas's sister and parents. Yeah. And sister you, got a lot of attention. Yeah, she, she got was some a little play. bit of a com- comic relief here. Yeah, the bratty little sister. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was something that at least they might have answered from the first season mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times it's just like when you're watching these movies, they're based around kids like Goonies or Monster Squad or any number of Spielberg they movies. They focus on one family. Yeah, and then the main it's like, character. Where are the family, rest of yeah. these kids' parents? Like, wouldn't yeah. they just be like, "Hey, it's bedtime. It's a school night." Um, but- well, this was their opportunity to, to to show a little bit more, and and it didn't seem forced at all. It felt natural. Yes, it was good. Yeah, and they expanded Hawkins as a town a little bit. Uh, two new additions, aside from Mad Max, were the Doctor, who I'm going to forget now, and Bob Paul Reiser. Yeah, Paul well, Reiser. I can't character. remember his real name. That's who Hopper was talking to because the bad men were gone. They had been killed by the end of season one. Yeah. And then, but you know, he gets in a limo and is talking to someone that looks governmental. Right. So this is a new government, but they're not a-holes and, you know, conducting. Well, it's like they're still, yeah, they're still a part of it, but they're there more for the protection of it. Protection under any means necessary. And for the science of things rather than just yeah. like playing God like a Papa yes. or a Dr. Brennan was doing. Big question. Is Papa still alive? Is he alive? I, you know, I I, know. They, and they hinted at that beautifully with the addition of the new character. Um, I think they eight. really just left it open for themselves to they can say, bring back the boogeyman yeah. in season three. And that's obviously going to be a huge thing. And that might be one of the big showdowns that Eleven has mm-hmm. to have. And the eight character, that was the one episode when, after they showed in the beginning when she ended up sinking yeah. up some. It felt a little slow. Out of place. A little and out of place. So, so it was the great very for expository. first scene... Was of eight. Yes. And, and her and, ragtag group of punks. Yeah. Which was very much, very much out of an 80s or 90s oh, type totally. movie. Like a, like a hackers or a warriors type, you Almost know, gang. Had, yeah. It was, a, it was like everything was just exaggerated and weird. Um, but I felt it was, this was the, probably the one complaint that I have of this entire movie. Season. Season. Which felt like a long <laughs> did, movie. Yeah, I'll grant you that. Was that you see eight as the very first characters that you see in this car chase and she uses her mind to trick one of the cops into thinking that the bridge crumbled on itself right and so you're just like oh crap there's more of them she's eight obviously there's 11 so this woman's older and and so you're like okay this is gonna come into play somehow and it does in one episode but it's not even that important to the overall plot it's only important for 11 to start for to, her development for her development but it's like development in the wrong way yeah it's like here's what i thought they would do with this but they didn't was i thought that that eight and i don't remember her what they called I, her but i forget her real name too i thought that she was going to say use the hate to make yourself stronger and then when 11 is facing the big bad she wouldn't instead of think about all the bad things that that went on in her life 
she would start to think about the good things that she's fighting for to protect them. And that didn't really happen. Yes. And which was kind of a weird, almost lost opportunity. I felt. I agree. So that, that, that episode was just the one little kind of like, meh, raise of the could eyebrow. Could have gone without, or could have been a scene. I actually thought it would have been way. I actually expected eight to come back into Hawkins looking for L and to get involved in the fight. And somehow. who's to say she won't later based sure. on where they left this season. Because it's going to take more than they're currently equipped with. I, you know what I would love for season three, and this makes it turns it into a like a like an X Men type thing. But I would love to get a few of the other numbers, the whatever, experimented children, experimented children, and find that they all have different types of powers. It's that's what and, it's going to take, and how they could they all work together to to really fight something big. I believe firmly that's what it will. Will take in the direction they'll be headed in, but still not uh, undervaluing the kids who don't have powers too. Mm-hmm. I thought one of the funniest scenes when they're searching for D'Artagnan, Dart, in the school in the bathroom, right. and they break up and they're on their walkies like usual because it's like, oh yeah, they didn't have cell phones. Yeah. You know, it's just such a great reminder when Lewis unnecessarily kicks, like karate kicks open that <laughs> door instead of just opening the door. Do you remember? And the teacher's just in there, she's like. <gasps> Mr. Whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. And that was just so hilarious because I remember you used to do that as a kid, like just unnecessarily kicking things. <laughs> just thinking you're cool. Yeah. Thinking like, because yeah. he's the ranger, right? So it's his job as part of their their party. I like that. Yeah. And Max was trying to be the Zoomer and they're like, there is no There's such no thing Zoomer. as a Zoomer. And, then at the and very she's end, like, well, they could be. Yeah. And, 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 they're, and she's right. It's all pretend anyway. So they're totally Yeah, it's what be. you make it. There's no set rules to imagination. You know who we haven't talked about yet? Sean Astin's character. Bob. Bob. Yeah. He was Bob awesome. the Brain. He was awesome. So I, anytime I, someone needs to go turn on the power, though, you know that person's done for. Oh, tell me that wasn't straight out of Jurassic Park. It was. I, I was it waiting was. for one of them to say, "Hold on to your butts," because like Mister, what's his name? Samuel Jackson's character. I don't know. I'm I forget the character's I'm name. I forget his character. We know. But it was. I was like, wait a minute. So what you're saying is you need to turn the power back on to get the doors working, and I was like, this is exactly the. It was the scene from so that's Jurassic one Park. of three. Okay, so we'll come back to Bob's character and Sean Aston in a minute, but may okay. I just jump you real yes. quick? One no, of, don't jump me. That's not in topic. Okay, three movies, and I'm sure there's more that they clearly paid homage to in this season. Okay, that being one of them, Jurassic Park. Also, in that same episode earlier on, it totally played off a scene from Aliens. Remember mm-hmm. when there's that map and they're like. They're coming from all directions. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's that little circular map with blips. I forget. There's a certain type of name for that type of uh, imaging. Sonar? Yeah. Or radar and, or whatever. Yeah. And then the Demodogs were very much like sure. the aliens, the yeah, Xenomorphs. That's a good point. And then, of course, who was in Aliens? Paul Reiser. Right. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's freaking cool. And then that episode we were talking about, that one kind of contentious episode where uh, Elle's in Chicago or whatnot, and yeah. she's learning how to be a punk, but you can tell she's like, ah, oh, this, at the end of the day, this isn't for me. I don't, I can't kill innocent people. Sure. Um, but when she's trying to get her to move the train, hello, Empire Strikes Back and the X-Wing and Dagobah oh, yeah. and Yoda, it's not that big. It's only big in your mind. Yeah, you know? actually, good point. That was totally I reminiscent. I, I remember I like... I don't know how I didn't think of that. Like getting a fuzzy feeling about them. Like, yeah. oh, they're totally, you know, giving love to Empire Strikes Back. So huh. Jurassic Park, you're right. And those two others that I mentioned. And that's just one of the many reasons this show is so talked about and widely accepted in its early inception. And here. why everyone feels like this is something that we're seeing for the first time, but we also grew up with super familiar, it's, but yeah, done in such a new done way. Very well to, it makes you play off of the nostalgia or it makes you feel like they're playing off of the nostalgia when, 
when really this is the first time you're seeing it. Yeah. It's really, really clever how they've done this. High five. But Bob's a brain character. So I thought Bob he was, the brains. Character. He was great. He was he, super uh, corny. He was like yeah. your mom's corny boyfriend who you're embarrassed of. But, but he's, so lovable but and kind-hearted. He's dumb. So but I like actually, nice. But I he's actually smart. thought this when I first started watching it. I was like, oh, he's up to something. I and, did too. Yeah. And a part of me thought that because I remember in the trailer seeing him run down the the hallway in the scrubs, in, in the in the scrubs, but in the institute or whatever you call that. Yeah, the the building, the government building. And um, and so I thought he works there. The lab. The lab. Okay, what's well, called lab, and but then. As the story goes on, you're like, no, he's just legitimately a good character. Yeah, and he's a Radio Shack salesman. And it, it's just... So I was watching it with Emily, my girlfriend, and, and she was like, oh my God, he's going to die. I have a feeling he's going to die. And I was like, no, he's not going to die. They're not going to kill him off. They're making him everyone's favorite character. And this show is all about fan service. And they're not going to kill him. I was so confident and I was so wrong. They absolutely killed him, and they but killed him right when you thought he was going to get. Were you almost happy to be wrong though for him? Like, good no, for, oh, I, see, I kind of was. I'm like, he needed that. He was the hero, and he was because he wasn't going to be the, yeah. the badass with the gun like uh, a hopper. He was well, I know, but I think not psychic. I he think just, if he would have made it, he still would have been the hero. He's his biggest power was bravery. Yeah, and and intelligence and his corny jokes. Yeah, I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> as he dressed <laughs> up as like the crappiest looking yeah. Dracula, he was awesome. It's and, interesting that his. His character, really, if you think about it, is one of the reasons that Will got in trouble in the first place, became the spy, was because Bob told him, you need to go Shout stand up to it and just tell it, go away. And and he did that, and he just completely... And I always thought like that was an incidental catalyst for his death. In mm-hmm. like it, his arc needed that, even though he wasn't being a bad guy when he said that, and he wasn't being de- deceiving. He was trying to just encourage his girlfriend's kid... Yeah. And this poor Will kid, he needs a break next season. Oh, man. After, like, the heat gets turned up on literally, and you see this, the the shadow creature coming yeah. out of him. I mean, I, I like I got legitimately uncomfortable watching him suffer this Yeah, he season. suffered a lot this season. Yeah, I, I hope they give that kid he's a break. Gonna, he, and, and they always show him afterwards like he's fine. You're like, dude, you, that kid would be just catatonically just fucked after this. Yeah. So, anyway. And, again, much like last season, much like we were just talking about in Thor... Yeah, they're bigger characters than others, but everybody mattered. Everyone. And their interplay with each other, even the new hotshot, weird bully-looking kid. Billy. Yeah. Everybody mattered, and it's going to take everybody plus more people to combat what's going on. Yeah. We're assuming the majority of people who listen to this podcast have already watched it, so you know at the end after that awesome winter ball dance... Mm-hmm. The creature is standing over it in the upside down, and he and can plotting. He looks, he can sense them, and he's specifically focused on one of them, probably maybe eleven, maybe will too. Like he might maybe not be will done too. with you, yeah. yeah. And then he knows that the other kids though are in troublemakers yeah. in a way, yeah. And we say it's a he and what he knows, but the mind flare sees everything, and it's an interdimensional being that's been around for so long, doesn't even know where it came from, how old it is. I love the reference to the D and D lore, just like the first one. Genius. There's the right cast. Everything was great. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was absolutely. Yeah, a, and it, it doesn't pretty feel much like a we're, perfect season. It doesn't feel like we're reviewing season two so much as we're just reviewing the Stranger last Things half of yeah as as of a whole to this point. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to seeing where they go from there. Well, overall, I think that we both have scathing reviews for this. Terrible. <laughs> no, we both loved it. 
And now just like we're less than a week away from the next great, hopefully, Netflix original series. Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. Just the good stuff is 17th, the same day that Justice League comes out. The good stuff is just rolling our way. So you can best. We hope it's good. We haven't seen them. The potential for good stuff is definitely there. So you can best bet we're going to be talking about those two things in the near future. That brings us to a conclusion for all our our featured topics. Yeah. It is always fun to talk about our shadow of the synopsis. Brandon, just give him the lowdown one more time if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I'm going to give Brandon a basic synopsis of some sort of plot, and he needs to guess what I'm talking about. Mm. Is it a video game? Is it a movie? Is it a TV show? And then give me the name of that. So here's what I got for you, Brandon. John Kane awakens on the floor of an apartment building. He has lost his memory. The only clue available is a barcode on the back of his neck. Oh, and there's a gun in the place of where his arm used to be. After awaking, police helicopters immediately began shooting missiles through the window. He is pursued across the city and countryside by military and police forces who are apparently intended to kill Kane. To combat the police and military forces and other enemies, he has the option to use Kane's newly installed arm cannon or rely on more traditional fighting weapons such as punching and kicking combos. Either way, the more he kills, the more angry he gets. And as his rage grows, so does his strength. I feel like you're describing a video game. John Kane. I know, it's a very generic name, which yeah. is why I was finally so his the synopsis. So his arm is gone? Yep. In place of a gun? Yeah, all Mega Man style. I'm... And then a barcode on the back of his neck, all Hitman style. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Hitman probably. I know. Sounds like you're not going to get it. Probably not. I'm guessing. You want to a... just take a guess? Yeah, shut up. I'm guessing it's a video game. Just give me one. I'm going to ask a question. All right. Is it a video game? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, I'm asking the second question. <laughs> okay. Is it within the last ten years? No. I'm going to say Bionic Commando. No. Damn it. It's a game called One for PlayStation. You got me. It was such a good game. It was one of my favorite games on PlayStation. One. Yeah. Original PlayStation? Back Original in? PlayStation, yeah. With the lid I broke two times. It's okay. You could always get that little spring. and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. I, d- I genuinely don't even remember Yeah, that. I decided to go a little bit more deeper cut this time. No, that's specifically, fine. I, enjoy, I enjoyed a, a B-side. Specifically trying to, to kind of stump you on that. No, hold on. I, I, I Well, I'm not going to do it now as we're about to finish this. But when we are done, best believe that I'm going to have you show me because I really yeah. don't remember that. Oh, it's such I remember a good Jet game. Moto. I would love to play that game right now one just it's just called one you got me good job yep okay cool well as you probably told can tell just in the last few weeks we're trying to spice these up a little bit more so things like that make me feel like we're doing a good job of that yeah all right cool all right let's wind it down with an awesome quote in geek history there are so many great movies i wanted to choose one that really represents how i feel about mormons and pornography and that of course is orgasmo a quote factory there's so many quotes from this movie, and I think you'll recognize this one if you've seen the movie. Oh, hey, Joe. Oh, hi, Dave. You know, you did a good job in there today, man. Thanks. Thanks, man. Now, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I'd kind of like to make love to you tonight. I love the porn music. That that's stops randomly, yeah. or not randomly, but stops at the precise moment. Yeah. He basically tells him he wants to F him. And that's and, and for those who have seen that movie know that that's an ongoing joke where he just... You know, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but unicorns are really cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Depeche Mode's a sweet band. <laughs> yeah. And the facial expressions, obviously, you can't. 
hear those. But great movie, great quote. It really if is. I may be so self-indulgent. I had nothing to do with the movie, but I did pick the quote this week. And I feel that it was a value pick. I agree. And I, w- I want to say that we had fun talking tonight. Yeah. Did you have fun listening? Please let us know. You can actually give us a review on any of the podcast app you listen to us. You can check our Twitter at randomfandomwbb, or you can get a hold of us by emailing us and letting us know what you think. Give us any topics you want to discuss at randomfandom at gmail.com. And until we talk to you again, Justice League is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Netflix, Marvel's The Punisher is on the horizon. And uh, we will get together again very soon to probably discuss those things and mm-hmm. more. Thank you for being a fan of our fandom. Stay geeky.